Suit up! Damn it, Marshal! New is always better. Challenge accepted. I'm not the blitz! You want to hit of this sandwich? Damn, maybe be cool. Can we go camping? Alright, welcome back to the re-return, everyone. My name is Lear. And I'm Erin. And we are two How I Met Your Mother superfans going through the series episode by episode and discussing the crap out of it until you can't stand us anymore. I'm sure most of you can at this point. But it's a lot of fun for us. This is the only reason we do it. It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> this is all for us. This is all selfish, selfish, uh, stuff. Anyway, no, we, we love the, the handful of comments that we get from listeners, uh, and it's actually really encouraging. So thank you, and please keep it up. Yes, please do. That also, said, yep. rate us on iTunes. Anyway. Yes, please. Rate us, follow us. That helps us uh, just, you know, keep going. We're but not anyway. uh, We're not in this for the money. We're in it for the fame. That's true. Internet fame. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, today is a special day on the re-return. This is so our special. first... Yes, this is our first double episode. We are going to be discussing episodes 12 and 13 of season 1. That's The Wedding and Drumroll Please. It's a big, big, it's day a big chunk. Ten. It is. There's, there's a lot going on here, and this is a good one. Yeah. This, this is, is a... when I really started engaging with the show. Yeah. This is this is when it got interesting. This is the first real uh So we're going to get there. But this yes. is the first time that I really felt like this was not just a show literally waiting for Ted and Robin to start fucking. <laughs> That's one way to put it. I mean, as we, you know, as we now know, after nine seasons and, you know, 25 years of narrative, uh, that is all the show game. was for. That, yeah, Ted was playing the long game, and uh, we got some distractions along the way. This so was the many. first one. It was, But it's a good one. It is. Anyway. Yes. So... These two episodes are kind of going to just run together for us. We're we're going to be mostly in order of events, but that really feels like a two-part episode when you watch them. It does. And that's how we're treating it. Yes. Hence, the crazy long episode that you're getting today. You're welcome, universe. So, in the wedding, we meet a couple of Ted, Marshall, and Lily's old friends. Are they college, college friends, fr right? They're college friends? I don't know. I don't think they said. I'm pretty sure that Claudia is a college friend. I think that comes okay. up later. Like, later in the series. One of the other couple of times we see her. Okay. Um, and if not, I don't know where else they would have met. I don't even want to contemplate it. Right. I'm pretty this sure they're college friends. Yeah, so this is how I met your mother's resident, miserable, terrible, not-in-loved, married couple, Claudia and Stuart. And they really do seem like they mostly care about each other, right? 
Um, in this episode, they do. But down the line, like, they definitely should not have gotten married. They definitely should have broken up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Stuart seems like the worst. Well, he's an alcoholic, and I wouldn't be surprised if Claudia drove him to it. But Claudia is also an alcoholic. And also, you know, he cheats on her. Yeah. They hate their baby. It's like a whole thing. He steals. It's great. Yeah. But yeah. So in this episode, this we meet Claudia wedding. and Stuart. This At is their, their wedding. Four hundred thousand dollar wedding. I don't even want to contemplate what you would need to do to spend that much money. I know that shit in Manhattan is expensive, but holy fucking shit, four hundred thousand dollars. Whose yeah. parents have that kind of money? Claudia's. Quite frank. Oh my god. Quite frankly, here's the thing. <laughs> if my dad was spending $400,000 on my wedding, I would be, like, at psycho crazy bitch peak like Claudia. Like, I would basically be Claudia in this episode. Like, she freaks out at the cake person. Okay. You know, and if that cake's not... T- they, they set up the cake so well. Like, they just... They it, do. Oh, oh my man, they God. so do. So well. Like, from the first time we meet Claudia, she's freaking out about the cake. And then the next episode, Marshall, like, will fucking she murder. Shut up. Mar- Marshall will murder someone to get that cake. Yes. <laughs> um. So they set up the cake so well. But, like, we meet Claudia and she's literally screaming, <laughs> you know, if my cake's not Tunisian vanilla... <laughs> I will come down to your shop and burn it to the ground. Oh, do you want to find out? Like, yes, I would absolutely have that exact conversation two days before my $400,000 wedding. (laughs) If If you have a (laughs) $400,000 wedding, you'd better be flying us to the island you bought. (laughs) I'm not having a $400,000 wedding. (laughs) I know. But, like, I... I sympathize with this stress. I am pretty sure I would be Claudia in this situation. And she's, like, supposed to be the worst. Like, she's bridezillying all over the place. And realistically, though, is anything she's doing actually that bad? No. Like, yeah, she's threatening to burn down a bakery, but she's not actually burning down a bakery. Not yet. She's not murdering people. She's not throwing people out of her wedding. I mean, look, even when Ted accidentally, you know, breaks them up, he still ends up, A, at the wedding, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if I could have had someone like that at my wedding, and B, um, they tell him he can bring his date. Like, that, that late in the process, do you know how much extra that cost them to add a second plate? Oh my god, I can't even... Like, yeah. For a $400,000 wedding, that's like a $2,000 plate. It's gotta be. Just for the inconvenience of telling the caterer and everyone involved, hey, there's one more person. I know the wedding's in two days. Yeah, I probably would have counted on someone not showing up. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Or just uninvite someone. The point is, they make Claudia out to be this, like, crazy woman on the brink of a breakdown. I feel like it is not unjustified because Ted is not acting correctly. 
at all. He, he's not. How many times does Lily say, Ted, you don't blank the bride on, you know. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't ask her this. You don't ask her that. You don't bother anyone about this. Like, shut up. <laughs> I think I think Marshall is the person on that team. Lily's team. Oh, go ask Stuart. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that. Oh, uh... that does not seem like like. Okay. So we see Lily later on, with you know, with her own wedding. Uh, spoiler alert. Marshall and Lily do eventually get married. <laughs> but not um, this season. Womp womp. And, and also, I have noticed, when you are a couple, every wedding is really about your wedding. Anyway. You have a story to share there? No. Are you trying to avoid sharing a story there? No, not really, but... Oh, okay. Okay, so... I don't know. Do you have I've... to constantly reiter- reiterate that you're not having a wedding yet? <laughs> We're not quite there yet. Um, but I have noticed when weddings are an event that is happening in my life, um, my boyfriend and I have more conversations about our hypothetical wedding. Like, deeply hypothetical wedding. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I get it. So, um, so I think when you're a couple, you go to all these weddings and you, like, decide what you like and you don't like. So, and you basically spend the entire time judging them. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, spoiler so, yeah. alert, um, when you're engaged, it's even worse. Yeah, I kind of figured as much. And definitely for Lily and Marshall. Yeah. Her you also get insanely Lily. jealous when you know someone's wedding is going to be nicer than yours. Just remember, you had the platonic ideal of weddings. I know it was super cheap, but like... Uh, I spent a grand total of $600, had a bitch in loft apartment, and spent the weekend with my best friends. I mean, that's amazing. I'm, that's I'm the dream. I'm comfortable with, with how our wedding ended up. That is the dream. Just remember, $400,000, and you all you get is a fucking ballroom, and all the people you don't like. Anyway. Yep. In the immortal words of Lily, I'm the bride, so I win. (laughs) Okay, so I loved how Lily in this episode, she starts with, I'm the bride, so I win. And then she gets knocked down to like, it's like 40% his wedding. (laughs) I'm pretty sure by the end of these two episodes, she's at like, yeah, you get a decision on all the unimportant stuff. Like, who gets to come? (laughs) Right. I I feel like... if we Lily let is a Lily hero. Go on this... Yeah, if we let her go on this own self-defeating train of thought for a little while longer, eventually Marshall would get to plan the whole thing. Yes. And she'd end up wearing, like, sweatpants while they search for Nessie. <laughs> at the ceremony. Which I'm fairly certain is exactly what happens. But, okay... So, here's the other thing. My secret guilty pleasure is getting on Reddit and reading all the crazy bitches in our wedding planning. Because their drama is so insane. Oh, you've (laughs) never met... You have never met a group of crazier bitches than these bitches. Um, Ooh. Oh, wait, no, no. Oh, no, no. Okay. Story time. 
Yeah. I'm a wedding musician. Oh, Remember? you have better stories than me. <laughs> I have met... So, okay. I've been a guest at a handful of weddings, but I've been, um... A, I guess a staff. Yeah, a yeah, vendor. I, I've been a, a vendor for more wedding ceremonies and receptions than I can count. So when I say I'm a wedding musician, I don't mean, like, Adam Sandler and the Wedding Singer. Like, I'm I'm a cellist, and I play in string quartets for weddings. And then I'll do, like, I will also be at the reception in, like, a jazz combo or, like, a blues band. It's some high-class shit. It is. And I've played some real swanky weddings with some real frightening people. And I've also played... Uh, a handful of really low-key weddings with some real pridezillas. It does not, uh... It's equal opportunity? Very few of them, very few of them are low stress. It seems like, just like the worst day of your life. <laughs> for, for me, I always make sure to get paid the day before. I actually <laughs> insist on going to the rehearsal. Even if they're like, oh, no, you don't need to worry about that. No, I insist on going to the rehearsal, so I get paid then. Smart. Yeah. Okay. So, with our combined, my not expertise and your actual expertise, Ted literally did everything wrong. Oh, God, yes. Like, That's everything. An idiot. Like, he didn't check a plus one. Because he secretly yep. wants to be single. He has a little Barney in his head. And, like, this is a real thing. He should have uninvited Robin immediately. And then he should have shut his whore mouth. Yep. Yeah. Would would Robin... I feel like she would not have been upset if he had just told her what happened. Oh, I totally agree. But, as with every sitcom... You can't have the, you know, main characters just talking out the whatever conflict. No. Because that's we, not fun. No, it's not. He can't just tell her. And he has to as, almost he has to almost destroy a couple before. Yeah. Not almost. He did. Yes. He broke them up. Marshall fixed it. I mean, did he, though? Considering how shitty Claudia and Stewart's fate seems to be, I'm kind of wondering if Ted well, is, like, the Darth the, the Darth Vader of this shit. He's just, like, dropping smoke bombs and... <sighs> using the Force. I don't know how I feel about you watching this is Star a Wars now. really bad metaphor. Good job. Good job. Proud of you. He's basically lillying... <laughs> Claudia yes. and Stewart. He, like, he orchestrated this practically. It's Ted's fault they're miserable. <laughs> Although, you had canon, if Ted had, everyone deal with it. If Ted had just kept his mouth shut and uninvited Robin, uh, they still would have gotten married. They would have, but that fight was pretty toxic. Yeah, but would they have had it? Two it, days before the wedding? I feel like they wouldn't have had that fight. I mean, obviously, Ted was the catalyst for that fight. And yeah. I feel like things were said that cannot be unsaid. Yeah. They're not going to last. 
No, except they do. Like, we know they do. Well, yeah, I mean, we know they last until 2013. We don't know that they last many longer than that, do we? We do not. I guess we don't. So they make it to 2013. Um, obviously, we see them in um, season four's intervention when Stuart has yep. a drinking problem. <laughs> yep. Stewie! <laughs> um, and in season six is baby talk when they can't decide on the name of their baby and they name it after a whore. No, a stripper. Excuse me. Yes. Um, and then we see them finally in season nine's The Poker Game, uh, wherein Stuart steals Lily and Marshall. No, Stuart steals Ted's wedding gift to Lily and Marshall. And then we find out Stuart is cheating on his wife at yeah. Barney and Robin's wedding. Um, so yeah, yeah, they are not happy people. <laughs> No, they're really not. Long story short, Ted fucked up. He fucked up real good. And Claudia and Stuart probably should not have gotten married. No. But they did. Indeed. And we've got this bitchin' wedding coming up. We do. And... Ted's got his date. Which he shouldn't have coming. He should not. Lily and Marshall are fighting about having their wedding in the woods. Okay, so the internet has co-opted this exchange about squirrels, and it is so fucking cute. <laughs> it's on the internet I want to all believe the time. squirrels get married. <laughs> How could you possibly know that? Yep. Marshall believes the weirdest shit, guys. He really does. And it's usually adorable as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So do we want to talk about Robin or do we want to talk about Victoria? Uh, let's talk about Robin a little bit. Okay. Because we we have to talk about why Robin isn't going to the wedding with Ted now. Right. After all this. Okay. And she's super excited. She spends the entire episode super excited on this, this suicide mission to get a dress and shoes and look amazing. Which she does. Yep. Yeah. Oh, by the way, first thing that happened, she walks into the bar and says that the the hundred millionaire broke up with her, or she broke up with him. No more. Right. Never going to hear about Derek again. Nope. So Derek is gone. Yes. Derek is gone. Never going to hear from him again. So now we've got Robin. She's got she's got her invite to the wedding with Ted, and she's excited about it. For whatever reason. It's Ted. Uh, and she's got her dress. She's got her shoes. She's got her everything. Ted is in his tux at her apartment to pick her up. What happens? Hey, Robin, can you come anchor the news? It's an emergency. She's got her big break. The big break. It seems like, I mean, I feel like the big break is pretty relative in this point. But like, okay. Yes, big break. Yeah. So she's going to go cover the news, and Ted is going to the wedding stag. Yes. He tells her to go. He tells her to go do the news. Yep. He does. And it works out for her. She's real excited. She gets offered the weekend substitute alternate. Yeah. Like, 
fourth goalie on the soccer team position? Yeah, kind of. Come on. I no mean, is this a big deal? Um, it's a minor promotion, but it's it's out of, you know, she's off the city hall beat and onto anchoring. Anchoring is, is much more considered much more prestigious. It gets you into more of an editor role. True. So I would say it's a it's a step up. It's not a huge okay. one, but it's a step up. Okay. Well, that's that's a plus then. It so, is. So yeah, she's moving toward what she uh, up to this point has basically been saying she should already have. Right. Everyone get excited. So Minor yep. career progress. So good for her. Yes. That means that Ted's going to the wedding on his own. He is. After all this. All this. And he's sitting there. He's sitting there with, with Barney. With Barney. As a very jumbled version of Soul Meets Body plays over the... the, the, the... Yeah. <laughs> Did it bother you as much as it bothered me that they cut out, like, three lines of the song? It did not. Okay. It should have. I know why it bothered you. Because, like, you sing but it in your head. for whatever reason... It... Yeah. yeah, for whatever reason, it just didn't bother me. Okay, anyway. So, okay. I mean, seriously, it, this music is so 2005. Like, so 2005. Like, down to the Michael Buble. Like, oh. Which, we'll get to that, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Um. <laughs> right. Okay, so... so- so, no, Tense. we are now moving out of the wedding and into drumroll, please. Plot-wise. Yes. So, real quick, before we get too heavy into Victoria. Mm-hmm. And then the follow-up on Robin. We gotta talk about Barney for first, just a second. Yes, let's talk about Barney. I am so proud of Barney. And also, it's a little gross, but... It's so gross. Um, Barney finally, like, we finally have confirmation. That party Barney can finally get has some. His, yep, he finally has his first confirmed hookup within the continuity of the series, and it only took 12 slash 13 episodes to do it. I feel like I need a confetti fit cannon. Like, Doesn't Mike so, have one? I'm so excited for him! He hooked up with a bridesmaid! The second I mean, hottest okay. bridesmaid! Ted! Ted! Okay. Ted! Ted! I got a bridesmaid! The second <laughs> hottest bridesmaid! Ted! My name is Ted. <laughs> so, okay. Barney. I gotta say this, though. For as much of a, like, player as Barney seems to be, it took 12 episodes... Of just abject to failure. Up with... Abject yeah, failure. To hook up with a bridesmaid. How... If Barney Stinson couldn't hook up with a bridesmaid... The second hottest bridesmaid. The second hottest bridesmaid. Come on. Yeah. If he couldn't hook up with a bridesmaid at a wedding... What chance did he have otherwise? It's... 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 It's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Nothing against, uh, you know... All you bridesmaids out there. (sighs) But, like... People are looking to hook up at weddings. Mmm... Okay, maybe not you. <laughs> but seriously, like, 
It, I mean, good for Barney, though. It took this long, but, you know, good for him. We are so proud of him. Okay, yeah. I loved that his... The story he lays on this this bridesmaid is his origin story. Like, he's talking about the Peace Corps. It's true. He, that was actually him. Yes. So, like, Barney has co-opted his own idealism into a cynical play... For an allegedly easy conquest. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he, he got 50 bucks from her. Uh, I mean, he's practically Holly Golightly. Like, he got 50 bucks for the powder room. Like, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was so charmed by his story. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway. Uh. Let's talk about something else. Barney was great. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. So moving on from Barney. Yes. And we're still sitting there. and So, Ted, 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 Ted. Second hottest bridesmaid. Ted. <laughs> and Ted is sitting there with the woman that he saw from across the room, as he frequently does. I mean, you know, any, any woman you, any person you see as death cab for cutie plays, they're basically your soulmate. That's how that works. Is that not how that works? Does the Postal Service count? Yes. It's the same guy. Okay, then yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah, I know it's the same guy, but it's not the same band. Yeah, whatever. Project. Totally counts. So, it's t- in 2005, yeah. it totally counted. Anyway. If, if Ben Gibbard is aware of the project, it counts. So, all music? I don't know. I feel like he's not... uh, Okay. This isn't working. This isn't... That's... Yeah. Continue. Let's move on. Okay. So, Death Cab plays, Ted meets Victoria, and... She's just adorable as fuck. Like, immediately. Yeah. I mean, and Ted is also at, like, peak charming Ted, and in a very good way. Like, he is not... Crazy Ted to Victoria. I'm 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 gonna say I'm gonna make this this like line now. I have a lot of things to say about Ted, but they're totally about Robin in the Victoria storyline. Holy shit, is he charming and perfect? Yeah, there is a reason that spoiler alert: had the show ended after the first season, Victoria would have been the mother. Right. She was their they backup had to plan. Manuf- yeah. They had to, as time went on, as the series went on and she returned, they had to manufacture conflict for them. She was bit. always a good fit for Ted. Yes. I'm not saying she was always a perfect fit or that I thought that they should have ended up there. But she was always a good fit for Ted. They always... Like, they could have always worked. Yes. But. But, yes. So, I think the big discussion about Victoria, especially in this episode, because I feel like this is the episode that sets her character, 
I mean, and, and yeah. they add details and they add depth in a way that it, that is she or is she not in this episode a manic pixie dream girl? She's almost literally the definition, but right is she? I mean, I feel like this episode is in this episode. Yes, like. Literally, she is, the, like, her her sole purpose is, I mean, other than the backup plan, which we don't really know about, she is, in this season as a whole, um, a, a, I mean, as she's a roadblock for Ted and Robin. Yeah. She's an escape for Ted. She's an escape. She gets him, she gets him the, out of his own head for a little bit. Yep, she's there to get him out of his own head. She... Other than being eccentric and quirky, she doesn't really have a, per- a personality. She's charming. Yeah. She makes cake. She makes the cake. Yep. I mean, Marshall needs to marry this cake. So. <laughs> I mean. Victoria needs to move into their apartment and bake right. for them. Yes. But this is not a full character make. And it is her introduction, but she is very, very eccentric and quirky in this episode. And I think, I mean, this is just like, this is a manic pix. Okay, so her proposal to Ted is no names, no phone numbers. We're going to make a perfect memory. And then we're just going to leave and there will be no opportunity to screw it up later. Which is obviously, like, Captain Foreshadowing. You know? (laughs) This is a very Manic Pixie Dream Girl move. The only way it could be more so is if she was played by Zoe Deschanel. I mean, I feel like that's a little unfair to Zoe Deschanel, but... (laughs) I like her in New Girl, too. But, come on. Okay, other than 500 Days of Summer, name a movie where she was a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Shut up. And I would definitely argue that 500 Days of Summer, she's not a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. What's-His-Face's perception of her is as a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. And that movie is entirely about his false narrative about Summer. So he's Ted? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, if there was a movie about Ted, it would be 500 Days of Summer. Fair enough. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) All right, I'm a jackass. We can move on. Let's move on. Um, So this idea that they're going to have this perfect evening and they're not going to tell each other their names and no contact information, um, and it's going to somehow create a perfect memory... Um, to quote Marshall, that is just a weenie-ass idea. Yeah. And then, like, let's play through the things she does this evening. She steals the bouquet. She fake tap dances (laughs) to Ted's terrible piano playing. She takes off her shoes and cartwheels. There's no kissing. It's like, if there was a playbook, (laughs) this would be it. Yep. And Marshall thinks she is a ghost. 
Yes. Maybe she's a ghost. I mean, she took the bouquet. Now we know she has corporeal corporeal form. Obviously, she's not a ghost, Ted. (laughs) I mean, this is heart-rendering stuff. It's just not very substantial. It's really not. Um, And when they... Like... So we we get some jumbled memories in here. Mm -hmm. Um, There... There are two stories being told. There's yes. the present being told by Ted while they try and find her. Right. And then there's Ted talk. So there's Ted in 2030 telling the group, you know, these stories while they're... Or telling his kids the story of the group, like, trying to find her. Then there's also Ted in, you know... 2005 telling the story right. of the night before to the group. Right. And those, we get to see those intersecting and we get, you know, that's, that's how we start to get Robin's story too mixed in from, you know, when she's talking with Lily. Right. Um, but something about this episode, this is, this episode and the last episode, but primarily this episode is when I also started acknowledging that, uh, the sound cues and the audio cues are absolutely perfect. Yeah. Uh, I I have no doubt that everything is intentional now. They're not just like, you know, oh, this song has the word architect in it. This would be good (laughs) scene change into, you know, in, uh, you know, in Ted Mosby architect. Yeah. Don't make fun Um, of that music cue, dude. Like it's perfect. It is, but it's also, like, it's not... Okay, so what I'm talking about here in this episode, when Victoria and Ted are in the banquet hall Mm -hmm. after everyone's gone and the staff is cleaning up and they're listening to Michael Buble on the little boot box having their last dance, when she has him close her eyes Mm -hmm. and count to five so she can leave... When he opens his eyes, the line in the audio, like the line in the soundtrack is, and when we say goodbye, I watch you walk away. Holy shit. It is I didn't so it. perfectly timed. I cannot, I cannot believe that it's not intentional. No, it has and to be. And from that, I believe that every, like, every one of these cues has to be so carefully crafted by them. I think some of them are sloppier than others, but yes, this was deliberate. It had to yes. have been. It, there's no way that it couldn't have been. If it mm-hmm. wasn't, like, it, it it just is. It is. It is intentional. There, There's no way around it. Yes. I mean, but it, it adds this to the mystique of Victoria creating this perfect, magical evening. Yeah. It doesn't smack you in the face. I mean, I actually today rewatching this was the first time I've ever noticed this. Oh, wow. In all of the times I've watched this over the last, you know, 12 years, 10, 11 years, whatever. Yeah. Don't um, date us. But yeah, I've never noticed that. You know, and all of the other cues that I've noticed over the years, like. Well, also with Victoria, when Victoria shows up later and, you know, 
the song Victoria See, pops up. Like, it is they, a perfect cue, but it smacks you in the face. Well, the, they actually did a really nice job in that episode of, like, using that music earlier. Like, they kind of set up the theme in the in the episode, and they used it periodically throughout the episode. And then, like, when Victoria shows up, it finally swells to the chorus of Victoria. True. Yeah. So they did a really yeah. nice job with that. But you're right. This is not quite as on the nose. Right. So, props to the sound guy. Yeah. Good job, soundtrack team. Yeah. Also, could we get even more 2005 than (laughs) Death Cab for Cutie and Michael Buble? Holy shit, guys. Oh my god. No, we really can't. And Michael Buble gives me, uh, like, acid flashbacks to (laughs) sound editing in college. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I... Over the years, I've known an inordinate number of pageant girls. Oh! Um, and one of them, I actually uh, edited her music for her dance routine for Miss Michigan Mm -hmm. um, for a couple years in a row. And one year she used, like, part of it was, was it Save the Last Dance for Me, I think? Uh, Oh. And I ended up listening to that song so, 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 so many times. I'll bet. Uh, it was painful. Like, yeah. If I if I didn't hate it before, I definitely would have hated it then. And I wanted to burn my dorm room to the ground, so I never had to hear it again. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> she was nice, though. I'm sure. Yeah. She was friendly, talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, I it's it's weird how many I've how many pageant girls I've known over the years. Yeah, I think I've known like one. Yeah, I've known uh, several. Hmm. I'll just say several. Let's go with several. Yeah. West Michigan is a weird place. It is. Anyway. Anyway. So sound cue, Michael Bublé, two thousand five. So impressive. Is it still 2005? It should be 2006 by now. Oh, you're right. New Year's. Yes. Well, I mean, I know they made made this episode in 2005, so we'll just go with it. Anyway, you're right. 2006. Still, my (laughs) point stands. Yes. So, we've got all this going on, and Ted is, you know, he's been trying to figure out who this girl is, to the point where he's an even more of an asshole and he calls Victoria no on her honeymoon that'd be Claudia and Stuart what'd I say Victoria did I say Claudia and Victoria no you said Victor- he calls Victoria on her honeymoon oh okay he calls okay. Claudia on her he honeymoon does, he does call Claudia on her honeymoon why um just because he's really trying to ruin this marriage. Like, seriously, I think Ted has it in for them. <laughs> Ted doesn't want anyone to get married. He doesn't actually want to get married. He just likes the idea of marriage. He does. As we've discussed. himself and no one else. Ted doesn't really want to get married. Guys, he has a little Barney in his head. <laughs> okay, was I the only one who thought that 
like the little Barney voice that Barney uses is the same little Barney voice as the one when he dances all over that girl's boobs in like season four. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He totally totally is. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. A little Barney in your head. (laughs) And again, that's the best I can do. This great music, this, not not great music, this great cue with like, (laughs) you know what's in your head. And the guys go, a little Barney. And the Barney goes, a little Barney. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just lean into it, guys. Just lean into it. Yeah. Um, so, Victoria, in this episode, Mana Pixie Dream Girl or not? Where do we in land? this episode, I'm going to say yes. Yes. Definitely. Okay. I, I mean, I think Victoria is so easy to... Like, in a way, Victoria is almost like a martyr to <laughs> sacrifice on the altar of Ted and Robin. Especially in the first season. Like, she becomes a, lot, a, a significantly larger amount more than that. But in the first season, like, she is the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> Of the season. Yeah. She takes a lot of shit from Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we A significant amount from Marshall. Off. Yep. We ship her off overseas. She gets shit on by Ted. And, like, we don't even get to see... Like, we don't even get to see that conversation. Nope. To see how he treats her, you know, and treats it once it's... Mm-hmm. You know, once he finally has that conversation with her. So, I just... I think that it's easy for Ted to be nostalgic about her. Because he... She's so colored by this first interaction. Where she's almost just like a blank slate of quirks and not a real person. So maybe they should have kept with her idea? I don't to- know. I don't do know exactly. Do I don't, yeah, I don't know exactly how to fix this, but like, Robin had nine seasons to become a real person. Victoria does not. Right. You know. She had a couple of episodes. And then, and then, like in, in later episodes, her main character trait is jealousy of Robin. Yeah. That being said, this actress so lovely. Victoria. <laughs> I mean, this is genuinely, I think, romantic. Like, when she leaves and Ted opens his eyes and he just, like, he makes that Ted gesture where he puts his hand on his heart. Like, it's 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 physically hurting him. Yeah. He's very charming. In this storyline. Right. Dun, dun, dun. For now. For now. You ready to like really scream about Ted? <laughs> I don't know if you and I are going to be quite as on the same page here. Oh, okay. Okay. So, go you ahead. You go first. Well, no, go ahead. You set it up. Okay. So, from Robin's point of view, Her boyfriend breaks up with her at the beginning of the the wedding. Ted immediately asks her out. She said, you know, she rejects the plus one label. 
and it's a date. Like, this is a date. This is a thing that's happening. This is a date. Ted tells her, so, so she gets all excited. She spends a shit ton of money on a dress and shoes and, like, gets all dressed up. Um, Ted tells her to go do her professional thing. Like, he tells her to go. This is the sacrifice he is going to make. He tells her to go. Yeah. It's probably two hours later. Maybe, maybe. I will give, I will be generous and say it was three hours later because he's picking her up at five. I will say it's 8 p.m. And he is macking on Victoria. Like, seriously. He probably should have gotten to this point sooner, but I feel like at this point, Ted is thinking, you know, the universe is smacking me upside the head again with Robin. Maybe it's time to move on. Maybe? Maybe? You don't think so, do you? I feel like... It was super obvious that even though it didn't work out this time, like, he totally could have been like, hey, let's hook up in, like, let's hook up in 12 hours. She'd be like, hey, (laughs) evening news ends at at midnight. Come over. Like, wham, bam, thank you, (laughs) ma'am. He could have been up in that. (laughs) Yeah, the last time they did that, though, he uh, professed his love for her. It's true. I, I just, like, I mean, here's the thing. Robin, thinking she's still his date, shows up at the reception. Yeah. This is where it breaks for me. Like, if Robin had um, not shown up or said something to the, like, the aligns, along the lines of, like, hey, like, go get a bridesmaid or, like... <laughs> I don't know. Or if they, like, if it was explicit that they were going as friends. Yeah, they were going on a date. That's true. And this is something, and this is something that they have been dancing around for months. 13 episodes? Yes, for 13 episodes, they have been (laughs) dancing around this. And the second something, you know, it's not that she... Broke up with him. I mean, they weren't dating, so it's hard to say. You know, they didn't have a fight. They didn't... She didn't break off the date. He told her to go. True. I mean, he's... So... I mean, to be fair, it was just a date. But... I'm kind of on Team Robin for this. Like, seriously? I'm not on Team Ted, but I'm not ready to, like, string him up by his balls for it. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about what Lily says to Barney in (laughs) the wedding. Go ahead. My eyes are my testicles. One of each. Okay, I give. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we do kind of get, like, the first, holy shit, Lily will murder you in that episode. Oh, yeah. Like, Lily goes to, like, Lily fucking goes to town on Barney for hitting on Claudia, which, of course. (laughs) Um, 
Okay, so while there was... Okay, so Ted and Robin. There was no... Like, there's, like, an agreement to agree. It's... it's. I feel like this is the equivalent of, like, they were on a date. We were on a, on a break or something. But... <laughs> I don't know. It's it just, like... How on earth do you get from, you know, Robin go... Like, like how do you get from, like, being so excited about Robin to immediately, like... Immediately. Like, seriously. It's been three hours. At most. Yeah. Robin was crying in the bathroom. I don't know. Like, Robin was crying in the bathroom. He didn't know that. (laughs) He did not. I mean, in the same way that, like, Robin didn't know that Ted, like, you know, bent over backwards to get her to this wedding. Right. There's a night... Okay, so there's... Well, let's talk about this later. I will tell you about the really nice symmetry that I noticed in this episode. Um, Okay. I'll tell you... Tell me what you think. Did Ted totally fuck over Robin? Because that's in my notes. Ted totally fucks over Robin. God damn it, Ted. God damn it, Ted. Um, Also, fuck you, Ted. Fuck you. he, He did. But he didn't know that he did. Does it make it better? Mm. I don't know. I don't want to say that it makes it better, but he didn't know. Like, I feel like he can't be held accountable immediately. For things that he doesn't know. So, hypothetically, and, and this is something I guess I would, before you got married and fell in love with Allie or whatever, let's yep. say you had a crush on someone. Yep. Let's say you're 10. You had a crush on someone, and you bend over backwards to get this girl to an event of some sort. Yep. And last minute, for whatever reason, she has to cancel the date and... Like, so if you're Ted in this situation, are you a free man? Or do you have some kind of, not moral obligation, but do you feel any sort of, like, vague fidelity to Robin? See, this is why, this is why I said what I said earlier, Mm -hmm. um, that... You know, if the universe is giving you this many signs, um, maybe it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. That's happened to me. Yeah? That has actually happened to me. Um, I mean, it was not anywhere near this level. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, someone that I was infatuated with um, fairly early in college... And it lasted quite a while. We were, like, really close friends. Um, We did everything together. Um, But any time that, like, the idea of an actual date date, like, any sort of, like, romantic agreement or engagement came up, 
it would get pushed to the back. And then eventually it just kind of was like a, like, you know, I don't think this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to the point where, like, we were going on a date, and it just like, you know, this isn't going to happen. Eventually, you take the hint. Yeah. Robin has given Ted so many hints that they were not going to work out. And you kind of get to a point where you've got that, like, big one coming up where you're thinking, all right, this is going to happen now. Like, you know, Robin getting all dolled up, uh, you know, hot as shit, going out on, you know, to a wedding with him as a date. That's a big deal. And then smack, you know, pulled the rug out from him. Wasn't saying it was intentional, and I'm not saying that he, you know, didn't tell her to go, but Mm -hmm. one more sign from the universe, and when you've got one that big, like, you you really start to think. Yeah. I mean, it certainly, it exists in this limbo. (sighs) Because, ultimately... Robin is the key that gets him to Victoria. And she gives it to him. Does she, though? Well, I mean, they f- it seems like they find out simultaneously. Um, but. So so here's the, the nice symmetry that I was talking about. Um, in the first episode, you know, Robin's the one who's really excited to go on the date. Um, Ted hides something from her. But, you know, he ultimately is the person who tells her to go do her thing. Yeah. In Drumroll Please, Robin is the person who holds the key to Ted's happiness that's not him, and she gives it to him. Like, she tells him that Victoria, that she met Victoria and he, she made the cake. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. She tells she tells Lily, doesn't she? she? Yeah, she tells Lily, and then Ted is on the phone with Claudia when he finds out. Remember, so they're st- sitting in McLaren's. Robin comes in and tells him that she needs to tell him something, and his phone rings. She tells him to go ahead and grab his phone first, and it's Claudia. So Robin does not actually tell Ted. Oh, that's right. Anything. But you're right, she does still hold the key. She just chooses to keep her mouth shut and let him go with his new information. Right. Which she had anyway. Right. And she could have still, you know, pulled that rug out from under him. A little like bit. She could, have, she could have said, Ted, I know, I know who this is when he gets off the phone. He could, you know, because I met her. Mm-hmm. And he could, you know, she still could have told him that story. And I don't know what would have changed. Okay, so if Robin says, you know, don't go, do you think he would have gone? I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. If Robin had told him to stay, he would have stayed. Yeah. Because even once you realize that the universe is telling you something, um... You still want what you want. Oh, yeah. 
But they do both, like, in some way, let each other go for reasons. It's true, they do. I mean, Robin brings up her litany to Lily, you know. He's still dead. Yep. Yeah, the the things that, you know, things that draw her to him, he's still dead, Mm -hmm. are also the things that, you know, Make the them reason not she know it doesn't work, yeah. Which are the same reasons throughout the season, the, the series, that don't work. Right. It's and the they're same. the same reasons that eventually bring them together. Right. Timing is interesting. Yeah. And for a show that's um, told from the point of view of someone, you know, 25 years in the future, uh, it's a fascinating framing device for the timing. Yeah. It is all, it's all in there. It's all there, man. We should have seen it coming. So you think, do you think Ted is the worst? I. Do you, I should say, do you still? I'm, or did I get to you? I mean, a little bit. Yes. Okay. I am not. I feel, I mean, and this is something that the show definitely plays out. And I'm sure in, you know, when we get to our next double episode, we will have lots of things to say. But Robin taints everything to do with Victoria throughout the series. But yeah. especially, you know, she's like the prime, like in the same way that Victoria Victor- Victoria and Robin are roadblocks to each other. Yeah. It's an interesting symbiosis. Yeah, because when the last time that Victoria takes off, doesn't she say to Ted, I hope you finally get her? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it only took him 15 more years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, is it the last time? No, it's, it's when, when she... When she's getting on the bus, when, right? Yeah, but we see her again, don't we? I thought that was uh, after they broke up. No. Okay, so they break up in at the beginning of season eight. No. Seven. She comes back from Germany. He goes to a wedding. No, he goes to a party. He brings Robin. The Architect's Ball. The Architect's Ball. We have the episode... Yeah, no, we have the episode <laughs> where Victoria It's it's where he first meets Victoria oh. and then it, and then at the end of the season he runs away from the wedding with Victoria. Right. Right. But I think you finally get her is her last it's... is what she says to him after he he refuses to give up Robin to to marry her. Right. I hope that's the line. I hope you finally, you know, he says, I can't give up Robin. And she says, I hope you finally get her. And she goes off to Denver. Yep. And then we see her again in season nine because fuck everyone. Um, Uh, Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's right. That's, that's when that line comes mm -hmm. in. Yeah. So my issue with Ted is that 
like, he was so close to having what he wanted, and he ended up with something else, which was equally wonderful, and Robin just kind of gets screwed. <laughs> that is true. Like, that's where I kind of struggle with this. And obviously, it's Ted's show, but, like, fuck you, Ted. Yeah, I mean, it, there's, you know, it's no secret that you and I both hate Ted at times. Yes. You know, that's, we're, we're not just giving him the benefit of the doubt because it's his show. Oh, no. Like, um, I think we're we're harsh on Ted because it's his show. Yeah. This one, I I feel for him a little bit. I've got to give him some benefit of the doubt because he didn't know. Like, I I can't hold that against him. Mm-hmm. Robin gets hurt, and that sucks. And it is because of Ted. But he doesn't know. And I, I can't hold that against him right now. Give it a couple weeks, and Ted's a bastard. Oh, we'll have things to say. Yeah. And, you know, the, this this forgiveness graphic, does not last long. Get your graphic revenge fantasies ready, because we're going to have some shit to say. <laughs> yeah. But right now, I can't hold it against him. I mean, in the immortal words of Lily, geez louise, happy is not that difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they both like. Yeah, they like each other, and Robin is very guarded. Mm-hmm. Which again, I get. You know that is her. You know that's her personality. That's you know. It is. It creates conflict. It does. If if they weren't interesting people with conflict, this would be a very boring show. Conflict makes story. Yes. So. Yes. It's it's hard for me to be too angry at Ted. Yeah. While simultaneously feeling bad for Robin. So. Womp womp. There it is. <laughs> Um, so Ted finally runs off, you know, they, they figure out who she is. They find the bakery. The Buttercup Bakery. Yes, the Buttercup Bakery. She originally introduces herself as Buttercup. Ted goes with Lando, Lando Carizian. Why? Um, I don't know why. Because Star Wars. Well, yeah, but, but why? I mean... It's slightly more original than Luke Skywalker. Yeah, but he's not nearly as cool as Billy D. Williams. Um, no one is. At least he didn't go with Han Solo, which would just be so off type. <laughs> you don't think that he and Marshall are Han and Chewie? Um, I think Ted is Luke, and I think Marshall is Han Solo. <laughs> Fair enough. He's a young Harrison Ford type. That's true. Lily's R2-D2. She is indeed. I resemble a young Harrison Ford. What's the line? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, we'll get to it. It doesn't really matter. He does oh, re- um. I resemble a young Harrison Ford. Lily. And Lily likes shiny belts. Yes. There's more to it than that. but There is. Yeah, but it's the shiny belts that, uh, yeah. We will get there in spoiler we'll alert. There. 
we'll anyway. get there. In so, about two years. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so Buttercup Bakery. He gets down there in his weekend clothes. Yes, which, which is a seems... reference to something I did not catch this time through. Okay, so when they are sitting at the piano, I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, he says, um, you know, she says something about the tux, I think, and he says, uh, real weekend Ted would be wearing a pair of jeans and a sweatshirt with bleach stains on it. And what? she said, weekend Ted sounds sexy. There it is. So he showed up in his weekend Ted outfit. He indeed does not suit up, as instructed by Barney. Yep. In fact, he suits down. Because he's already wearing a, a blazer. Yes. The blazer, I believe. Was it? I think so. Maybe. I feel like Ted doesn't have a lot of blazers, and I'm pretty sure that was just a dark brown corduroy blazer. Is that the blazer he sings a song about? I think so. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll see. When does that come up? Um, s Rabbit or Duck, season five? Oh, God. It's probably it's not the same blazer. Years. Yeah, this is a five-year project, bro. I know, I know. Dig in. <laughs> I think I'm in for the long haul already. Yeah. Uh. Okay, Buttercup Bakery. Yes. <laughs> We're never going to get to the end of this episode. <laughs> so they take the cab there. Was it Ranjit's cab? I don't remember. No. Okay, it was just a cab. It was just a cab. Okay. So they show up and Ted is philosophizing in the cab. Ugh. Barney tells him to shut up and get inside. Yeah. He goes in and... It, it was cute as hell. Like, I really... Like, once he's there, the fact that she just ran over to him and kissed him... Just drops everything. Her words are, oh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you can tell she's, like, been on edge about this all day. Yep. It was very if, cute. If Robin was completely out of the picture, this would have just been the perfect, adorable origin story. It would have been magic. Yes. Like, like I said, on the Victoria side, Ted is magic. Yeah. On the Robin side... Thoughtless and careless and heartless. Yes. But... Yeah. But yes, on the Victoria side, holy shit. And then it cuts to black. The end. Or credits. With another lovely 2006 indie rock song. <laughs> what was playing at the end? I don't know that song, but like I can hum it like da 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 da. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it doesn't help me. I'll rewatch it later. Yeah, it felt very 2006 to me, since we now are yeah. in 2006. But seriously, like, good music cues. Very. Sorry, I'm looking to see if I can find what that musical cue is. Oh. 
but I'm not finding it right now. So okay. Well, if we find if we find it, we will put it in the show notes. Yes. Is there anything more to say about the plot here? I can't think of anything about the plot. I think we've kind of pushed the big points. Yeah. I mean, we were a little light on Barney hitting on Claudia in the wedding, but... Yeah. <laughs> they all drink vodka cranberries. <laughs> Do they? Um, I don't, but, you know, we'll roll with it. Well, you're more like Robin. Indeed. You're more of a... A Robin type? person. Yeah. But, you know... Um, it's just like, the, the, this pair of shows makes makes getting married seem like the worst thing that could ever possibly happen to you. That's <laughs> eh, not all bad. It's supposed to be happy, but this just seems like the worst. Like, the here's the thing. Like, Claudia has a meltdown about a cake, and I was just sitting there going, holy shit. Like, you're not supposed to identify with the crazy bride. But I was like, <laughs> yep, that is exactly what I would do. Like, that's it, right there. <laughs> Screaming on the street into a phone. <laughs> Telling someone I'd come burn down their store. Like, I'm pretty sure I would even use the same intonation. Oh, I am I have no doubt that you would. Like, <laughs> have you ever heard me call when someone's bleep- giving me Chinese? Like, it gets real bitchy real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and... I mean, no matter what, no no matter how well planned or how small your wedding is, shit can always go wrong. And it does. You can always have an asshole at your wedding. Yeah, you can. Yep. Um. Yeah. Spoiler alert, or story time, or just acknowledgement. There's an asshole at my wedding. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I feel like that was kind of my fault. Was it? Um, in the same way <laughs> that it is Ted's fault in Drumroll Please, I feel like the asshole at... <laughs> I couldn't have known, but I probably made things worse. <laughs> I think we all sh- could have known that uh, that could happen. Yes. But that could have happened with a, you know... Uh, just about anyone in his path. But so. like I said, I probably made things worse. Maybe. <laughs> That's <anyway>. okay. <laughs> it is what it is. We're, st- yep, we're still friends, and that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> so yeah, kids never get married. Never get married. It seems or terrible. Do. I don't care. Oh. <sighs> I can't wait until you get married in... Oh, my God. 10 to 15 years. 10 to 15 years. Yeah, I, I need to get married in time to have the medical miracle baby. Yes. Um, but not anytime soon still. No. Yeah. Nope. The thi- I mean, the thing is, is that I probably can't just run off to Rochester and get married with only people I like. Like, I actually have to have a wedding. Well, yeah, you have... I mean, you have family that'll, you know... That would care? Yeah, and oh. not embarrass the shit out of you. What the... <laughs> well, I um, mean, no more than family does anyway. Right. Um. But it's just, like, gonna be a lot of money, 
And a lot of work. Yeah. Ugh. Like, your wedding was work, and it was like nothing. <laughs> it's true. I'm still surprised at how how like, well it came together. It came together uh, really end. well, and it was so small. Like, we've told the story of your wedding, and it was so small and so simple. And, like, we didn't even get a permit for the gazebo. We just kicked the homeless people out. Like... <laughs> We may have actually held up a wedding that was supposed to happen there. Yeah. Um. I feel a little bad about that one. But anyway. So, like, your wedding was so low-key, and yet it was still a shit ton of work. Mm-hmm. And, like... It took a solid month of planning to get six to eight people in one place at the same time. Yeah. And then, like, a real wedding with a hundred plus people and, like, real family and... <laughs> and a $400,000 budget. Yeah. Uh. Um. And just, like, I don't know, I've been to really nice weddings that were really fun and lovely, but, like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. It seems like so much work and it's so much money and it's one day you know, like, if I'm going to drop 50 Gs on something, it better end with, you know, Dr. Aaron. Like, I better get, like, some nice title and a few letters at the end of my name. <laughs> like... You can't get a college degree for 50 grand these days. I mean, not anymore. <laughs> when I was in school, whippersnappers. Wow. Yeah. Okay. $400,000. Holy shit, Claudia. <laughs> so yeah, weddings are terrible. Oh, God. I mean, weddings are awesome, but weddings are also the worst. Yes. How many weddings do we see in this show? A lot. One, two, three. Do we count Ted's failed weddings? Yes. One, two, three... Four, five, six, like seven? Yeah. I want to say like seven. Yeah. That's not too bad for a sitcom. Yeah. I mean, if Happy Endings went seven seasons, it would have seven weddings in it. Yeah. I mean, Brad and Jane would have eventually had their vow renewal. They weren't actually married. That shit would have gone down. That's true. That would have been, uh... I mean, and do you really think fun. Dave wasn't going to have five million starter weddings? Like, come on. Yeah. How many times do you think he would have tried to marry Alex? Over seven seasons. I'm thinking twice. Okay. Including the one we already saw? Or, like, two more? I'm thinking two more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would one of them stuck, though? No. No? Okay. No. They were hinting that Dave and Penny were going to be endgame. Just, like, a little bit. I can see that. Towards the end of season three. We're getting on some fun tangents today, aren't we? Yeah, I think we might need to wrap it up. Are we still talking about the re-return? Not really. Hi, everyone. Hi! <laughs> we're still here. Totally! I know you um, want to listen to us reminisce about other sitcoms and also weddings. Maybe this is a, um, 
what's the what's the word I'm looking for when they sneak a pilot into a, a an existing series? Oh, backdoor pilot. Backdoor pilot. This is a backdoor pilot for us just calling each other once a week and bitching. <laughs> yep. We call it the weekly phone call. That could be fun. Or terrifying. I think terrifying. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it about sitcoms for now, bro. Okay. So how much do we hate Ted? How do we feel about Ted? Okay. So in The Wedding, I am inclined to rate him quite low because he does not seem to be able to follow even like the remotest level of of human etiquette ever that's kind of a shit so i cut in the wedding i kind of want to say three i'm i'm right there with you i'm gonna give him a three as well okay he 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 broke up a a wedding like he broke up a a relationship that was two days from a wedding and and marshall needed to save his ass yeah marshall saved his ass he harassed the bride two days before the wedding. And after. Well, that's drumroll, please. Never mind. Yep. And he was just playing wrong. Like, not so, only was he bothering her, he was he was incorrect. He was wrong. He did not check plus one. He did not. And he and knew it. I'm betting still, he knew it. Uh, probably. And they still saw fit to tell him, fine. <sighs> Bring her. Whatever. Uh, Ted. I would have told him he was no longer welcome. I think I would have as well. And also that's exactly what the answer of, like, the brides of our Reddit would also say the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like uninviting someone who is fucking up your wedding, even on short notice, is fine. Yes. I think the the Emily Post answer is, um, we only invited you. (laughs) So no, your guests cannot come. The guest list has been closed for weeks. Like, Claudia does the right thing. Stuart's the dickhead. Anyway. Yeah. So, Deep yeah. Breaths. The wedding, we hate Ted. Three. Yes. No arguments. Across the board. Now, drum roll, please. This is harder. Because... I... I you go first. I still want to give Ted the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Yeah, the timing is still questionable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a six. A six? Yes. Okay. He's far from perfect. Oh, yes. But if if anything, he didn't know what he was doing to Robin at this very moment. He did not know that she showed up and was crying in the bathroom. And he had had plenty of signs from the universe to move on. It's a little shitty that he finally did it so quickly. So, he was... I'm splitting the difference here. So, I'm going to give him a five. Okay. Because he was shitty as hell to Robin, but great with Victoria. Yeah. So, like, if I rated him a one on the Robin scale and a ten on the Victoria scale, I come out with, like, a five. Okay. I can see that. I am being mathematical on this one. (laughs) Yep. And mine, mine ticks up just a hair because I, I can overlook a little bit of the Robin side. Okay, then. So, all right. That's, that's fair. We're, we're we're closer than I thought we were going to be. Yeah. 
Because seriously, you should see my notes. They're all like, fuck you, Ted. Way to be a dick, Ted. God, Ted, she's crying in the bathroom. <laughs> God damn it, Ted. Ted's the worst. So yeah, he gets a five. Okay. This was a long episode. Yes. Everyone's still with us out there? I doubt it. They gave up 20 minutes ago. Probably. They were um, probably really excited by last week because it was super short. They were like, oh, finally. And then they get this behemoth. Yeah, we're going to have to probably release this in two parts still. Eh. I mean, just... We'll see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. Um, this week's question. So we ask a question every week. Is there such a thing as a perfect memory? So, Ted and Victoria creating this perfect night, this perfect memory that ends with a drum roll and no mm, release, uh, for <clears throat> lack of a better word. <clears throat> um... Can this, like, can that exist as a perfect memory? Can a perfect memory exist? What do you think? Me? Yeah. Um, I've never experienced it, so I'm going to go with no. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't think there's such a thing as perfect, really. Mm -mm. But we'd like to hear what everyone thinks. Um, I've certainly got thoughts on that. And, if you want, tell us your best, uh, shitty wedding guest stories. <laughs> We've got some good ones. Those are fun. Um, so, yeah. Um, but thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, check us out at thereReturn.com or at thereReturn on Twitter. Make sure you also rate us on iTunes. It's so important. And, yep, it, it helps us a lot just to know what's going on, where we're at. Um, and that'd be great. So, so yeah. Uh, we will catch everyone next week with, uh, what's next week? Zip, zip, zip. Yes, zip, right? zip, zip. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, check us out next week. Give us a listen, let us know what you think, uh, and we'll see you guys soon. Uh, this is Lear. And I'm Erin. Bye. Bye, guys.